Welcome to Just the Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is natural foods industry expert, Mark Millardi. Mark is with New Hope Network, a division of Informa, and for 40 years has been the leading media resource and information provider for the natural, organic, and healthy lifestyle products industry. As Executive Director of Strategic Development, Mark Malardi is responsible for the strategic marketplace development of the Next Data and Insight Service offerings, including the proprietary Next Trend pre-shelf natural products database, consumer segmentation, concept testing, advanced analytics, future insights, industry expertise, and an innovation lab to enable companies to quickly recognize and capitalize on emerging opportunities in the natural products market. The natural products industry is poised to grow to $262 billion by 2020, which is four times the projected growth rate of mainstream consumer packaged goods. Next provides consumer products, manufacturers, retailers, suppliers, and investment funds with a competitive advantage and forward-looking visibility that are critical for success in the natural products marketplace. Mark, welcome to the podcast. My pleasure. Very nice to be here today. Super. So uh, let's let's start at the top here with an overview of of Next and the New Hope Network. So uh, introduce our listeners if they're not familiar already with with uh, New Hope Network. Certainly, certainly, um, New Hope Network has been in operation for just about forty years now. Um, most most folks that know us in the food and beverage industry know us for our natural product expos. We we own and operate Natural Product Expo East and Ex, uh, Expo West. Um, the East show takes place every September in Baltimore, typically, and the Expo West show typically takes place in Anaheim in March of each year. The the natural product expos are the preeminent shows in the industry. We bring together a vast audience of, of natural products, experts, entrepreneurs, company founders, um, pretty much everybody in the uh, natural products ecosystem gathers at, at those shows. So the, the, the expos are our calling cards. New Hope writ large um, actually has several operating units, one of which is the, um, the exhibitions unit that, that, that um, uh, accounts for the expos and the other trade shows that we orchestrate. In addition to those, we have a large um, business-to-business publishing division. We publish Natural uh, Foods Merchandiser, um, NFM, which covers the retail side of the natural foods industry. We publish Ingredia, which covers the supply chain and the ingredients uh, side of the industry, um, and a variety of other publications that, that collectively cover the um, uh, the entire, um, as I said earlier, natural products ecosystem. So on the one hand, we have the exhibitions division, the events division. On the other hand, we have the, the publishing division. Uh, and then there is our business unit, which is very simply called Next, N-E-X-T. Um, we are essentially a data and insights consultancy that exists within the larger New Hope organization. Uh, this, this business unit was started several years ago. I myself joined the board about three and a half years ago. And the next data and insights uh, group sits at the juncture of those two operating units, the, the events division and the publishing division. And our, our group essentially was, was established in order to draw down on all of the data, all of the proprietary learning and intelligence that comes out of the events division, out of the expos on the one hand, and then on the other hand, to draw down on all of the intellectual capital, the publishing wherewithal and the content expertise that comes out of the publishing division and to combine all that that data, all of those insights, along with our respective backgrounds in the industry with the mission being to help clients more successfully navigate the natural products landscape. That's our reason for being. We, we pool together proprietary data, intelligence, and insights uh, that enable us to help 
clients as large as the major packaged goods companies all the way down to um, tabletop entrepreneurs to help them collectively um, be more successful in terms of their expenditures, their, their, um, their, their investment that they make in the natural products space. And one other um, element I'll mention, um, New Hope was um, acquired uh, within the past year by a company called Informa. It was a very nice marriage, uh, essentially, very complimentary um, services and events that we offer. Um, as an example, um, we, as I mentioned earlier, we have our natural product expos, Informa, brought to the table other international events that are adjacent to our events in the natural product space, one being Supply Side West, which covers, uh, extensively covers the, the, um, the ingredient, the supply chain side of the natural products business. Uh, supply Side is a, an event that Informa has been running for quite a number of years. They also host the Vita Foods Asia and Vita Foods um, Europe events. So the, the coming together of Informa and New Hope um, really, um, on the one hand, uh, more substantively built Informa's practice, business practice here in the U.S., in North America, and from a New Hope perspective, really made us a global entity and extended our, our global reach um, as regards the, the natural product space. Thank you. So what I heard there is, is New Hope Natural Media is a – you know, a small, unsophisticated company that sells T-shirts online, right? <laughs> uh, so, so I want to I want to dig into a few areas uh, and, and certainly talk about Expo West, uh, which is coming up here in March, I believe, uh, and and offer some of my uh, insights from from when I attended that show. Um, before we move on to to you know those kind of flagship visible uh, events, can you share with me an example of um, you know kind of w with respect to next an anecdote, if you will, and and of course leave any company names out of this of of how or when a company approached you the type of challenge or blind spot perhaps that they had and the type of, uh, you know, insights or data uh, that you provided to help them. And I'm not asking for a case study by any means, but just a, uh, perhaps a, a quick real world example of, um, of when you helped a company through, uh, you know, through all the, the data and the, the, the analytics and insights and expertise. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think a, a really good and um, uh, topical, relevant example. There, there's a we were approached a number of years ago, um, right around the time I, I joined uh, the company. In fact, we were approached by um, initially by, interestingly, by a nonprofit organization, a global uh, philanthropic organization. Uh, they predominantly operate in Central and South America, and their their mission is to is to um, invest in parts of the world um, in which um, situations where you, for example, where you have you know indigenous peoples who um, who who are in need of investment capital to build industry in those parts of the world that enables those communities to be self-sustaining. So, so in this particular uh, instance, this, this uh, philanthropic organization approached us with the premise that there, there is a, a super fruit in the Amazon basin, the, the bulk of it being in, in, in Brazil. Um, and it's, it's constituted of, of literally millions of hectares of, of, of growth um, of this particular super fruit, uh, you know, 98% of which, uh, you know, literally just dies on the vine because there's no, you know, the local people uh, eat it and to some extent manufacture it locally, but th there really was no market for it, no outlet for it, no commercial application. And therefore, um, as I said, most of it just, you know, rots on the vine, you know, millions of hectares. And this particular uh, super fruit, 
um, is is very high in 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 um, uh, a number of essential uh, vitamins, very high in antioxidants, really of amazing health properties and an amazing nutrition profile for this particular superfruit. So the, the premise upon which the nonprofit approached us was they wanted us uh, first and foremost to do a, a U.S. market assessment of the commercial uh, viability uh, of this particular uh, superfruit. Um, and they wanted to get an assessment as to, you know, A, was there a market for this? Uh, B, you know, how large could that market be? And then Im importantly, C, in what form would the superfruit uh, be most accepted by U.S. consumers? Meaning, meaning should, the, should this uh, superfruit as an ingredient be included in a beverage uh, product? Should it be included as as uh, as an ingredient into a food based product? Um, it even lends itself to skin care and uh, you know UV sun protection. So it's conceivably it could be integrated into a um, you know a, a personal care, a facial care, a, a, a sunscreen, or even a nutraceutical type of product. So that that was the that was the premise for the project. So we executed a uh, what I believe was a multi month project at that point. We called upon collectively all of the all of the intelligence and all the resources that we have available uh, to us within the larger New Hope network. Meaning that we um, we used some of our original data, some of our proprietary data that we have at our disposal. We did expert interviews with both individuals within the company, like subject matter experts. Uh, within our um, content and our publishing division. And we also went outside the company and we did um, expert interviews with key retailers in the United States, both in the traditional, um, you know, uh, commercial uh, brick and mortar channels, um, as well as with e-commerce re retailers. And, and of course, importantly, with, um, uh, you know, natural food stores, the Whole Foods, the Sprouts, et cetera. So we canvassed the retail community. We spoke to the distributors. We spoke to U.S.-based manufacturers and essentially pulled together all of that um, intelligence to provide back to the client company um, an assessment of the commercial potential. We, we literally gave them a five-year projection of what we believed the U.S. market would bear for that for that for for their particular superfruit, and we did um, uh, extensive. Um, uh, we drew essentially drew a, a blueprint for them. Uh, that blueprint, print, number one, defining the market potential. Number two, um, defining, as I mentioned earlier, the form in which the product would be best received. And, and with respect to that particular question, we utilized um, one of our services, one of the next uh, services that we call Next Concept Lab, where we do concept testing. And it's a rather unique um, approach that we use. Uh, again, we've been doing it now for several years, and the, the, the type of concept testing methodology that we use is a prediction market approach. So what we do is we recruit um, online um, U.S. representative consumer test respondents in large quantities, and we, we do an online survey with them that has three components. The first component is the prediction market uh, component, and what that entails is, uh, and this is even before we ask them whether they themselves would be interested in buying this particular type of product, the first question we ask them is, do you believe, quote-unquote, that this product will sell a lot in market over the next 12 months. So what we're asking them is, do they believe that consumers writ large, you know, uh, would buy this product? They're, we're asking them to make a, an educated guess whether they themselves would buy it or not as to whether the market at large will, will, will have an appetite for this particular product. Um, so that's the first part of the exercise. So they're, they're predicting what the market will do, in other words. The second part of the concept lab is the purchase intent. So would you yourself consider buying this product over the next 12 months? And then the third part of the concept lab exercise 
uh, we give them the ability to give us open-ended feedback, kind of their their gut level, you know, emotive reactions uh, to the concept, and that and that tends to be um, we get a lot of rich detail back when we pose that open-end question to them, and typically there's a lot of guidance that comes out of that that tells us why they did or didn't uh, vote favorably for the product. And there's there's a lot of detail you can tease out of that into into you know what might be wrong with the underlying product proposition, um, you know any challenges that you might have in helping the consumer understand the product proposition, et cetera, et cetera. So essentially, we executed that concept lab methodology for them, and we 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 executed it um, with uh, two stages. The first the first stage was to gauge. Um, their, you know, acceptance of this uh, superfruit, you know, their, their receptivity to it, and then the uh, the, the other a aspect of the concept lab testing was to um, get their feedback as to whether they saw the product best suited to a food, to a beverage product, a food product, or a nutraceutical um, type product. And the last aspect that we tested with them in Concept Lab was the positioning of the product. Um, should the philanthropic benefits, uh, the philanthropic messaging be put forward and the health or functional benefits be put secondary, or should the order of that messaging be reversed? And we were able to, based on that research, come back to the nonprofit organization and tell them, number one, that it made the most sense to um, deliver this superfruit in a food product, and that number two, it uh, made the most sense to communicate the health and functional benefits of the superfruit as the primary messaging element, with the secondary messaging ele element being the philanthropic and the societal benefits of, of, of the of the product. So we delivered our full analysis uh, uh, back to the uh, nonprofit organization. Um, very successfully received. The, 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 everything looked very promising, both from a you know a market assessment and a consumer receptivity standpoint. And then um, flash forward now, here we are, you know, three plus years later. The, the way uh, the way the, um, uh, the what's manifested since then is that nonprofit then went out and engaged a South American beverage manufacturer who they connected us with, the South American beverage manufacturer, took the results of the research we provided and was so excited by the uh, market potential, the U.S. market potential of this superfruit, that they have agreed to um, introduce, to, to take the superfruit along with several other adjacent superfruits from that part of the Amazon and to put them into a superfruit-infused line of beverages that we are now helping this South American beverage manufacturer develop, which are scheduled now to be introduced to the U.S. market um, very likely in the latter half of 2018. So, so here we have an example of um, a project that literally, you know, we, we've we've been involved with from from inception, um, from concept stage all the way through to what will all will what will ultimately be the US market introduction of this product line that includes the superfruit in question. So it's it's a great example of um, you know being able to being able to divine the type the type of intelligence regarding the US market that this nonprofit and then subsequently the South American beverage manufacturer needed to make them confident that in fact there was a market here and then our ability strategically to work with those stakeholders to literally take this product from 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 you know inception uh, conception all the way through to ultimately what will be the the US market launch of a you know commercially viable US product awesome very cool so obviously very very comprehensive service uh, and and I'm sure is uh, tailored to and is customized, uh, you know, according to, uh, you know, the lead, the, the needs of that specific, uh, you know, client of yours. So, um, that's right. Very, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so shifting gears to expo, uh, the expo West coming up here in March, uh, I'll, I'll make a quick pitch for you. I have attended expo West. It is quite an impressive show up in Anaheim. Uh, it is, you know, I've been, you know, in, in the marketing circles here myself for, for quite a while. And 
I've been to any number of trade shows. And this was one of the bigger ones I've been to. Um, yeah. You may have set a record for 10 by 10s uh, <laughs> throughout. Uh, but, you know, plenty of, plenty of large, you know, displays as well, of course. But a really impressive show. Uh, if you're in Southern California, I, I, I'd recommend if this, you know, if, if Natural Foods is of interest of you to, to check it out. I can't imagine that there are uh, any... Uh, kind of current or potential natural foods that, that aren't at this event. Um, without getting too deep into the details, uh, is there anything new or specific or different about this show that you're uh, expecting to unveil? Yeah. Um, in fact, the, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a fascinating um, evolution uh, with, with Expo West you know, I I mentioned I've I've been with the organization about three and a half years now, and I you know I I came from you know as you mentioned at the outset that long career in the conventional you know food and beverage industry, and and having been having had the pleasure now for a number of years of being associated with the the natural product expos and and the and the natural products community, the the growth is just explosive, absolutely explosive. I. You know, I, I had actually, uh, career-wise, I had actually segued out of the uh, food and beverage industry for a number of years um, into uh, um, the entertainment industry for a little bit and also in the educational industry. And the reason I, I came back um, into the food industry was this opportunity to be involved in the natural you know, and organic product space specifically. Uh, the reason being there, there's, there's so much innovation. It's, it's, it's just astounding. The, 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 the passion that is exhibited in this uh, side of the, of the food and beverage industry, the, the, the level of, um, you know, entrepreneurial zeal, the, the, the mission basis that you see to many of the brands, the products, the companies that are, that are, um, that are, um, you know, up and comers in the industry. It, it's just so impressive. And, and the, the resulting energy is, is amazing. And, and then all of that, you know, kind of coalesces and manifests uh, in particular at Natural Product uh, Expo West. We, this past year, um, I believe we had, we had about 90,000 90, business to business attendees this past year. And I believe we had an excess of 3,100 exhibitors. And this year, uh, 2018, it'll be even larger. One of, one of the very exciting things is the Anaheim uh, Convention Center, where the um, event is, is hosted, actually did a, a capital build out. Um, they've added a significant uh, number of square feet to the convention center itself over the past two years that that will be that new wing will officially be opening in 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 this year in 2018 and it it'll enable us to again expand the size of the event the size of the exhibit floor it'll it'll enable us to host a a large number of um additional attendees and additional exhibitors and, and you know j that fact alone the the fact that the venue you know did this this capital build out as a commitment to uh you know keeping the natural product expo there year after year um just you know speaks volumes as to the the again the, the growth in the industry the direction the industry um uh is moving in and and the um you know and and the energy um, behind all of that. So, so yeah, the, the show that's coming up in March uh, will, you know, undoubtedly be the, the largest natural product expo West uh, ever. Uh, we'll have access to the new uh, square footage there. And, you know, one, one of the, um, one of the things that we've done for the past several years, and it'll, it'll continue and it'll actually, um, uh, um, uh, amplify even more at this year's expo. Um, e each year, we've been collecting on the show floor at these expo events, both Expo West and East. We we collect data on the show floor. We deploy a team of folks. They're called trend spotters who. Um, literally over the course of the, you know, approximate three days that the exhibits are open, they, they literally visit virtually every exhibitor and they take digital images of each and every new product, each and every new SKU that's being exhibited on the show floor. And we capture all that, all that data, the, the images and all of the product detail. 
And then all of that data finds its way into a database that we call our next trend database. So we've been doing this now for about four years. I think this will be our, I don't know, eighth, eighth expo or ninth expo that we've collected data on the show floor at. So I believe we have in excess of 130,000 130, individual SKUs that we now have complete detail on. So we, we know all the ingredients. We have the ingredient panel. We have the nutrition profile. We have um, health claims and certifications you know, uh, gluten-free, uh, vegan, vegetarian. We have marketing claims, essentially everything that appears on the product label uh, for each of these new SKUs that is being uh, exhibited. We're capturing that in this in this next trend database. And it's, it's a very nice example of how the, the Expo itself, Expo West, not only is this amazing, uh, uh, you know, community and this amazing networking opportunity and you know this chance to experience in person the latest and greatest uh, stuff in the natural and organic products uh, space um, let alone all the education that happens there but then as a follow-on we have this um, proprietary data source that results from the expo experience that we then subsequently utilize with our clients uh, to help spark and to help inspire and inform their new product development efforts and their their innovation initiatives so that process will continue and will actually be expanded at this year's uh, uh expo expo west um and in addition the other thing that i'll mention uh, specific to expo west we for the past two years we have executed what we call our um expo west Discovery and Insights program. And what the Discovery and Insights program entails, it, it, it's meant to address the issue that, you know, the West is, is clearly a massive show, as, as you've said, and I've attested to here. One of, the, um, one of the challenges that you have is that the show is so big that, you know, it could become unwieldy for people. They, you know, one individual will be hard-pressed to cover you know, the entire show floor um, over the course of the three days of the show. So the Expo West Discovery and Insights program that we orchestrate is a structured way that we make available for, for exhibitors and attendees to experience Expo West. So, for example, we produce in advance of the show an Expo West, uh, what we call a trend guide. And the trend guide is both a digital uh, format document as well as a handheld, full, co full co you know, four-color um, wire-bound document that somebody could, you know, walk around the floor. And the trend guide provides all of the key trends that we know will be in evidence at Expo West. And then it, it drills down and provides specific brands specific manufacturers with their booth members as to the as to as to the brands and manufacturers that are representative of those trends so for example if you are going specifically to investigate um, plant-based proteins or you're going specifically to um, investigate functional foods or healthy snacking uh, purposeful snacking alternatives you will be able to use the trend guide and have the specific floor walking guidance as to which brands and which menu, uh, which um, products you specifically want to see with their booth location locked down. So that's an example of the the increasing number of ways we're providing um, to offer uh, additional utility to ensure that the expo experience is as structured as it can be. And, and optimizing the amount of intelligence that the attendees and the exhibitors can take away from the Expo West experience. Yeah, I can certainly affirm that that was that that is the type of uh, you know uh, availability that'll really help folks because it, it's a good problem to have, and that the show is so big <laughs> uh, and, and <laughs> overwhelming. So uh, I, I would say kudos to. to recognizing that and finding a solution for folks. Uh, in, in real time here, we're, we're just after the new year. So I'd like to do a little uh, prognosticating with you if we can uh, regarding 2018. It, it seems, seems like a good time to do that. I know, uh, you know, recently on the New Hope Network website, you have, uh, you know, kind of a Google Trends 
uh, report, just you know, uh, highlighting some of the increased uh, you know search keywords from the from the past year from a percentage standpoint. And we see on there the keto diet, diet, plant based diets, Whole 30. So yeah, a couple of diets. Not surprisingly, that you know may or may not be around in a few years. We'll we'll see where. Uh, hype and science takes us. Uh, black seed oil, apple cider vinegar, certainly in uh, cauliflower rice, certainly a few products that are getting some notoriety. And then food delivery near me is is not surprisingly on the rise as well as uh, the kind of Amazoning of of the food industry occurs here. People continue to seek convenience uh, outside of what we mentioned there. Uh, if you, you know, maybe briefly what, speaking on for, for yourself, I won't put, you know, put you as the, the spokesperson here necessarily for, uh, for New Hope Natural Media, but, uh, what does Mark think, uh, that we should be paying attention to here in 2018? Uh, and if we could maybe, maybe beyond what we think the next popular food is, uh, I think sure. there's, there's plenty of, folk, plenty of places for people to, to, to find that, but industry-wide, uh, what do you think? And I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, and then I'll offer my, uh, my one crystal ball uh, thought here. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Sounds good. Um, yeah, you know, um, w- one thing that uh, we've seen uh, develop, evolve, especially over the past two years, and we expect it to uh, continue and and uh, uh, to, you know to to grow to amplify is the increasing um, level of participation in the natural product space on 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 the part of the major consumer packaged goods companies. Um, you know anybody who's paying attention to you know daily news bites ha- has has seen the number of acquisitions that have occurred over the past uh, two to three years. Of you know traditional major food and beverage companies purchasing um, natural products uh, startups, um, that trend uh, just continues in a very profound way. And you know w- one of the ways that it's manifested in terms of the um, the expo experience specifically, um, we for the first time in uh, 2017 had a C-suite um, uh, uh, CPG executive, uh, Denise Morrison of Campbell's, um, be a, a keynote speaker at, uh, at, at, at Expo uh, this, this past year. And that was a, that was a real um, watershed moment, um, uh, I believe, in the, in the evolution of the industry. Um, you know, we, I believe and, and we believe, you know, at New Hope, and we've, I think, always believed this, that ultimately, ultimately, uh, to make the right types of nutritious food affordably, cost-effectively available to the masses, there, to make that happen, to fulfill on that mission, ultimately there would have to be a coming together of the natural products industry with big CPG, big consumer packaged goods companies, and with you know, big conventional retail. And I think we're, we're seeing the fulfillment of that now. And I think we're only seeing the Frankly, the the you know the the early vestiges of that. I, I think we're, I think it's the tip of the iceberg right now, in terms of that coming together. You know, you you mentioned Amazon and their acquisition of Whole Foods, and that's you know that certainly is going to have a profound uh, effect on the affordability um, and the access and uh, you know home delivery of uh, nutritious you know natural products uh, to the mass consumer market. And we expect those trends are, are going to continue, and that they're really going to amplify. And and as part of that, um, a couple of very like tangible uh, manifestations of this that, that we personally have I've seen and that we've seen over the past couple of years. One is that um, a number of the of the uh, quite a number, in fact, of the consumer packaged goods companies, the traditional players, have um, outposts in Silicon Valley now. They they literally have Silicon Valley uh, teams who are charged with um, keeping abreast of the latest developments in terms of agricultural technology, in terms of um, all of the um, Silicon Valley and Wall Street money that's now flowing into the food and beverage industry to to finance all types of um, natural products startups, uh, some of whom have proprietary 
production methods, proprietary technology that they're utilizing to improve the food production process, uh, to you know improve the food system, if you will. So, so the the big CPGs are very aware of that. They're very on top of it. They're actively engaged with. Um, all of those trends and all of those developments uh, to the extent, as I said, that they actually have Silicon Valley outposts um, to, to keep you know, a close ear to the ground in terms of what's coming next and how the money is flowing. Um, and in, in that regard, um, in terms of um, our role, our, our next team's role and New Hope's role in that whole equation, we ourselves have become very actively involved um, in the, um, the mergers and acquisitions, the investment side of that whole equation. And the form it takes is we have been um, commissioned by any number of large um, packaged goods uh, players, uh, CPG companies, uh, particularly food and beverage manufacturers, who are utilizing our services to assess which companies to identify and assess which upcoming companies and brands represent investment if not acquisition potential for the major CPGs. So both at the expos themselves, at Expo West and Expo East, and then in between the shows, we are acting in, in if you will, an advisory capacity with many of the traditional uh, packaged goods players. Um, they give us their investment criteria. They give us their particular um, uh, segments within the space that they're interested in, you know, uh, uh, chilled versus frozen versus shelf stable, you know, whatever their criteria might be. And then we take those criteria and we look at the collective uh, 5,000 exhibitors that'll be at our shows this coming year. And we, we vet those companies from the standpoint of the criteria and then uh, effectively deliver back to the the M&A and the venture folks at the CPGs and at these investment funds, we deliver back a, a, um, a filtered uh, uh, listing of companies that we think best meet their investment criteria. And then they push forward with discussions uh, with those companies. And in some cases already, that has led to um, investment stakes and acquisitions that they've made in the space. So, so if I had to like, you know, look, look very, you know, broadly 30,000 foot overview of, of the space and what's happening, I, I think that's one of the most um, um, uh, pronounced influences right now is the fact that traditional food and beverage has gotten the message. Uh, they understand that they have to be actively involved in this good food movement. In some cases, they're, um, they're addressing that need through, by investment and acquisition. Uh, whereas I just articulated, we are you know, very much involved. In other cases, they're addressing it by dramatically overhauling and revamping their new product development and in innovation efforts. And that's another area where we strategically are engaged with a large number of the CPGs to help them, A, understand the space, um, B, define the areas of the natural products industry that they can they can enter, that they can, um, they can confidently play, if you will, uh, by, by help, you know, we, we look at their existing product portfolios, uh, we match that up against the natural products industry, and we're able to look at white space opportunities, we're able to look at, you know, niches within the space that the CPG is able to um, operate and, and innovate uh, and ideate against. So, so whether it be an investment initiative on their part, or a, an innovation, an organic growth slash innovation initiative on their part, we're actively working on both sides of that equation to ensure that the entry of the CPGs into this space will be as seamless as possible, will be in the best interests of the, of the natural, product community, natural products community writ large, and most importantly, that at the end of the day, that it'll serve the, the needs of the uh, consumers in the space most effectively. So that, that's one very, you know, large scale strategic overreaching um, um, trend uh, market force, if you will, that I would point to that I, I think is going to be a defining characteristic for the natural uh, product space in, in, in uh, 2018 and beyond. And the other thing that I would uh, uh, um, introduce here is the international component. You know, I mentioned before that we were inquired 
acquired by Informa, which substantially increases our, our global reach, our global footprint. In similar fashion, I'm definitely seeing very definitively a, a strong international flavor to the U.S. natural product space, meaning that we are actively working with uh, quite a number of um, overseas uh, manufacturers and startups who have had success in their part of the world. Some of them are in you know, Indonesia, Asia, Africa, South, Central America, and now they want to bring their products to the U.S. marketplace. So we are um, you know, actively facilitating uh, their entry into the U.S. marketplace. And I, I think that that coming together globally, you know, that, uh, you know, flat world uh, scenario um, is something, again, that we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg, uh, 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 you know, uh, of right now, and that will, uh, you know, profoundly continue uh, going forward. Hmm. Well, you certainly uh, have, a, have a great, wonderful big picture view to share. I appreciate it. I think there's two things that I'll be uh, expecting or, or looking for at it particularly at Expo West, if you will. Uh, one would be the obvious, which is just continued innovation to say that uh, yep. natural foods is leading just the overall, uh, you know, innovation and, and kind of at the tip of the spear of food beverage, beverage industry innovation would be, a, I think, a, a pretty big understatement. So uh, I expect that to continue. And then I'll, I will be looking for uh messaging and methods of marketing and, and defining value proposition that that goes you know beyond the obvious which is to say uh, you, you, that if we if we were to wind the clock back 15 years ago if you said you were organic you stood out and then if you said you were GMO you stood out and, and so right. on, you know, and, and now in a world where it seems to me, and I'm here in Southern California as well, that, you know, practically the entire aisle is at the very least claiming natural. We're not going to go down the, 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 the rabbit hole of whether or not they are, but is claiming that, uh, that if you can't, if being organic is no longer a differentiator uh, because the market is not saturated because I think we're, we're, we're we're far from that, but is you know overwhelmed with messaging related to being natural foods. I'll be looking mm-hmm. for identifying what companies are going to talk about next. Uh, will it be taste? Will it be you know something else that I'm I'm not uh, you know not smart enough to come up with here? But if you can't out organic the other one, then then what are you going to offer? I mean, the days of we are the only organic bread or we are the only gluten-free organic bread with almonds and blueberries in it are, are almost over. And uh, I know, I think it was, I think I missed last year up in Anaheim, but the prior year, uh, I, that was one of my realizations. And I'll be curious to see whether or not uh, brands have evolved to, to push themselves beyond, you know, the ingredients, if you will, or the, the cleanliness of and consciousness of those ingredients and, and see what they do to differentiate as, I think as just everything and everyone catches up, uh, right. I think the next few years is going to be interesting in that regard. Um, so that, yeah. that's my, uh, I'm putting the, I'm putting my stake in the ground that, uh, I expect there to be some changes there. Uh, but I'm not yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not privy enough to be able to, pre- to predict exactly what that will be. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, a great observation. Um, there, there, there's no question that you know the space is is uh, you know increasingly competitive, you know hyper competitive, uh, if if you will. And and yeah, the the things that the things that um, might have um, uh, resulted in success in the early days of the you know the evolution of this, the growth of this industry. Th- those things are, you know, in and in and un- unto themselves are, are you know not satisfactory anymore. There, you know, the, the game has to be up. Um, and 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 you know, in in that respect, um, yeah, we do. One of the things we see as a challenge is that that uh, that evolution of 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 messaging. That you know, brands for brands to be successful in this space, the brand really. Ha- it really has to understand itself. And I, I know that sounds kind of cliche, but 
I, I genuinely think it's more important than ever that a, that a brand really understand its identity, that it has a, a, a mission and a purpose in the lives of its consumers that is, is patently crystal clear, and that that identity slash mission is captured from a messaging standpoint is, is captured in the most um, accurate, um, truthful, forthright way. And I, I think without that, you know, consumers are, are really savvy. And, you know, the, the bulk of the consumer audience now are millennials. And they're more savvy than any generation that preceded them. They've got access to, you know, untold amounts of information. Um, they're, they, they have been reared on, you know, a very different um, information culture than than I and other prior generations have been. So they're they're really they're really savvy. They see through things in the blink of an eye. So any any brand that isn't being transparent, that isn't being truthful, any brand that isn't being forthright, forthcoming, uh, is likely very likely not going to cut it with the millennial audience. And and it, it it all you know leads you to the conclusion that for you know for brands to for existing brands to maintain their success and for new brands to be successful, um, there, there's got to be very careful attention paid to, you know, what does the brand stand for? What is the brand's identity? What is the brand's purpose? And, and, as, and as part of that, when we look at the, the trends that have the greatest relevance um, in the here and now, uh, with natural products consumers, and you know, probably not a surprise here, but th th those trends um, include environmental expectations. You know, the, the, the bar is now set very high from a consumer standpoint in terms of the quote-unquote environmental expectations and philanthropic and societal expectations that they have of the brands that they consume. Um, another aspect is transparency, um, as I mentioned, you know, being being forthright. You know, clean label initiatives, uh, you know, not masquerading, not making the brand out to be anything other than what it is. Um, that, that level of transparency and forthrightness is, 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 is critical and, and, and ensuring that your brand is purposeful, um, that, it, that its purpose is clear, that it's well articulated, that the societal, environmental, um, social benefits of your brand are well defined and well communicated to the consumer audience, um, and, and and increasingly, increasingly, the, the the bar is now set so high that brands even have to prove that their, you know, th their footprint, their carbon footprint is 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 minimized. As an example, we're seeing we're seeing a a bounty of products that are being developed that capitalize on that result from waste in the food product system. So you, you have folks, for example, that are using the, the remnants of the winemaking process, the, the refuse from the winemaking process. They're using those, uh, the, those refuse elements to produce um, wine-infused or wine-inspired snack foods. And, and we're seeing that pattern across all the segments of the industry where, where we're looking to utilize every aspect and to ensure that the waste is minimized um, in that in that product's ecosystem. So all types of amazing product opportunities are arising um, on, on that premise. So, so you know, long, long story short, um, um, I think your 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 you know, prognostication is 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 on target. I think that the bar is increasingly being elevated in terms of consumer expectations and that brands, especially the CPG brands who don't have the legacy and in some cases don't have the credibility in the natural product space, they really have to get their messaging right. They really have to fine tune it to the needs of the natural products consumer and they have to be, again, very genuine, very uh, upfront and very transparent in their approach um, in order to be successful long-term um, in this space. Awesome. Super. Well, you've been very generous with your time. So I, uh, and, and it's certainly plenty busy. Uh, so I, I'll we'll let you go here in a moment and encourage the listeners if they're not to, you know, regularly follow newhope.com and in all the various publications, I think a, a daily visit to newhope.com is, 
I would consider to be required uh, for anyone that's, uh, you know, not just in the food industry, uh, natural foods industry, but just interested in it. Um, it's, it's constant content, content being published on there that is uh, very insightful. It goes certainly beyond um, just kind of the obvious kind of traded stories um, and, and, you know, could go quite in depth. So encourage anyone to visit newhopenetwork.com and they can find uh, all the information of different publications and newsletters uh, and as well as some of the uh, more extensive services like Next as well. And Mark, I hope to see you up in Anaheim uh, in, in a few months here. And, uh, we'll look for some of these trends that you're, you're referring to. And, uh, perhaps we'll check back after the show and, and see what we, uh, what we both observed and learned from it. Yeah, very, very much so. Looking, looking forward to it. would love to follow up, uh, in that regard. And, you know, as, as I said earlier, the, the, the energy is, is just so, uh, amazing now in 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 the space um we'll we'll see that you know uh you know in person at the expo uh west in in march and um uh it's again i think we're as i said a couple of times we're at the tip of the iceberg in terms of where we're going with this stuff and one one last thing i would mention um there is another um website we have available it's called what's what's Nick, excuse me what's next in natural.com What's what's next in natural.com exactly as it's as it's uh, spelled exactly as I've, I've articulated here and that that website um, is uh, connected to the larger newhope.com the new hope network uh, website and it specifically um, addresses a lot of the trend work and the you know the the data uh, proprietary data that we um, aggregate within the space. A lot of that is made available through what's next in natural.com. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. Excellent. Well, we'll check that out as well. Thanks again, Mark, and best of luck. My, my distinct pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, the Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. You can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more.